All right, welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. Megan, you have a sweet tooth, don't you? Yes, right? ever since your, I was little, my you know, my nickname? nickname was the Goody Queen. Right. It still is. Uh, yeah, it's a little uncontrollable, but I'm a little smarter with my sweets these days. Well, you know, I mean, you don't have to be that smart, but you would have loved what Natalie cooked up this weekend. Then um, I should have brought. There, there were still some left. I Where's my invite? I, John? I probably should have brought one in. Um, she made a batch of oatmeal butterscotch cookies. Oh yeah. Uh, she picked it up this weekend with the help of Bob's Red Mill's rolled oats, uh, which I always have in the house anyway for breakfast. So another another you know, fine use for, for the rolled oats. The whole family loved them, which is great. The boys helped Natalie make them, which is great because she had some help-ish. Um, but more importantly, what's great is that the, the boys got to see all the ingredients that went into it, um, and they get they get an appreciation and understanding for what it means to use real, solid, clean, healthy ingredients, mm-hmm. even in things like, like cookies that, that kind of give you that sweet fix. And that's why Bob's has a really prominent place in our home. Bob's Red Mill makes it possible to eat healthy and cook delicious food. The employee-owned company has been offering organic, gluten-free, and stone-ground products for decades. Every product is of the highest quality and is minimally processed from their stone mill in Oregon to your table. With Bob's Red Mill, you're not just getting quality, you're getting flavor-packed, healthy food that actually tastes amazing, like cookies. Like cookies. Right? So visit bobsredmill.com today. All right, I am John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi there. And today we are going to unveil the best veggie burgers. And this is not without some some serious labor went into this. The team at Eat This, Not That literally tasted dozens of veggie burgers because there are there are literally dozens of, of so options out options there, right? Now. Whereas before it was just like the frozen kind of, there was like two options in the in the freezer aisle. Um, neither weren't of them, that great. They weren't that great. <laughs> yeah. But now there's this there's this wealth of of products on the shelves. Uh, some of them can be found in the meat containers, actually, uh, in, in the dairy aisle cooler section where the vegetarian products might be, and some, some might be in the freezer section. So it's really grown, and it's great because, you know, there's a reason behind it, and it's, it's, there's an explosion in plant-based foods, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or people are paying more attention to seeking these out. Whether you eat plant-based uh, exclusively or not, there is this movement that is looking for more wholesome, healthy ingredients, and it's finding its way into, into things like this. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is fantastic. Um, you know, with, with meat, with, with traditional beef patties and, or, or turkey burgers or whatever it is, you know, there are, there are viable health concerns, right? They're going to pack in more saturated fat. Um, they are delicious. Mm-hmm. Of course, as I, of as, course, I yes. as I mentioned, I just like fired up the grill and 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 had burgers this weekend. Um, so, but I started adding adding veggie burgers at home again late late last year uh, to just kind of cut down. It's not about cutting out for me, you know. It's like it's like with with coffee. It's like I'm not trying to cut things out, but I'm trying to kind of minimize. Like moderation is is what it's all about, and that's what's nice about some of the the veggie burgers that are hitting the market now is that you don't feel like you're giving up something. Right, they're they're tasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're nutritious for you. And what you mentioned, they're they're better for the environment. Like there is less use of land and water. Mm-hmm. There's way less greenhouse gas emissions in production than regular beef. So a lot of people, whether it's nutrition standpoint, whether it's wanting to save the environment, or right. whether it's a moral standpoint, right. like Animal they don't welfare. eat. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of those. There's so many reasons to try some of these great options for meatless burgers. And look, and when you and 
you know, to credit to a lot of the restaurants and, uh, you know, quick service restaurants or fast food uh, restaurants out there, because they're really, they're, they understand this movement. Mm-hmm. They understand that this is the focus of, of their customers right now. And you can see the way they are working to remove antibiotics yep. from whether it's their chicken and, and their and their beef supply. Um, so that's, that's really key. But if, while you're waiting for that to happen, if you're looking for other options, a veggie burger is a way to go. And, and there's, you know, restaurants that have had veggie burgers for a while. And I think about, you know, we talk, I think we might have talked about this another time, but it's like, it's like a concoction of like, you know, black, you know, black beans or brown rice, and they can be a little mushy and, Mm -hmm. and not really, it's not really like a burger patty, right? It's just kind of like things kind of mushed together. together. It's on a burger bun. So it's like, here's your veggie burger. And some of them are, some of them are pretty good. and, and, And some of them are not. Um, but really the thing that's been grabbing the headlines most recently is the impossible burger. Mm -hmm. Have you had one of these yet? I have. Yeah, same here. So I've had it on two occasions. And what's great about it is that it's showing up in, you know, chain restaurants and and more, you know, so I was at the first time I had one, I was at a place called Plan B, which is a chain that we have in, in Connecticut where I live. And uh, they give you the option of, you know, switching out your beef patty for an impossible burger, which I did. And I had it and I didn't love it because the the kicker with the impossible burger, and I think any 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 veggie burger per se is if it's overcooked, then it's no good. good. It's no good. It was tough. The texture wasn't there. It just didn't. I was like, this was a, this was a mistake. Okay. So I I had a a little bit of a different experience. I tried my first impossible burger early last year. It was, it was pretty early on. I think at the time only five restaurants across America were featuring it Mm -hmm. on their menu. Only a few chefs like David Chang, Chris Cosentino out in San Francisco were featuring it. And so I was invited to try it at public restaurant uh, mm-hmm. with uh, one of my favorite chefs, Brad Farmery. Um, it was the first Michelin starred restaurant to put the impossible burger on the menu. So they did it upright. And he actually is featuring one of the two burgers that I tried that day on the menu still at Saxon and Pearl, his other restaurant, which is one of my favorites in the right. Lower East Side. And it's decadent. Um, very Cooked very well. It has roasted oysters, sherry onions, and like a truffle cream sauce. So oh, you get that oh. whole indulgent burger experience. Mine had lettuce and tomato. Yeah, so I yeah. think it's very different, but I've had them also where it's just kind of more basic toppings. And I think mm-hmm. that makes a difference as well as how how well it's cooked. To be honest, I was freaked out at the concept at first. I was like, oh, what do you mean? It, it's, it, it's, it's supposed to mimic real beef. It bleeds like real yeah. beef. This is weird. I'd rather have a meatless burger that's made of all these vegetables that you can see instead of made in a lab, mm-hmm. plant-based. I, I didn't really get it. I'm like, oh, I don't want fake blood. I don't, I don't like it. But then once I had it in that way, I got it. Mm-hmm. There is a healthier option to really give you that burger experience that meat lovers crave and that vegetarians have never had um, without compromising that. So... And I had it again recently um, at lunch with a with a friend at, at uh, Bill's Burger in here in Midtown Manhattan. And that's a burger and, joint. And that's for a burger sure. joint, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try this again because uh, I just didn't, especially at lunch. Like, like to the, the the thought of eating like a heavy beef burger at lunch. Like, I, I'm just gonna need a nap after that, and I got to mm-hmm. go do some work. Um, so I had I had the Impossible Burger. I made the switch there, and this time it was cooked. It was cooked properly. Like it wasn't it wasn't destroyed, uh, and it, it and I was surprised because it did taste more like a like a beef patty it tasted more like a like a real burger now to be clear it's not thick juicy beef patty it's more like uh i don't know like a it's more more like a fast food like a like a fast food beef patty right it's that thin little firmness to it um but it had that texture but at least it had the flavor and it wasn't like this is not a beef burger 
it was a lot closer than I, than I thought it would be. So, and I saw recently they're actually rolling out White Castle. Really? Yeah. The Impossible Burger is going oh, into White Castle. I'm not a huge White Castle fan. Right? Those, those thin gray patties freak me out too. So of so. all the places. And <laughs> Sorry, probably White the, Castle fans. Apologies. Probably not as delicious as the one that you had that you described so right. eloquently. I mean, Michelin um, starred chef, I'm sure he's going to do it right. So I think it, so much is preparation, toppings, and how they cook the Impossible Foods Burger. But that's in anything is that'll right. make a difference. So. But again, I mean, that's, you know, that's what's helping kind of fuel this movement and, and this kind of excitement about veggie burgers right now. The, again, the, the Impossible Burger is the one that people tend to focus on, but there are a lot of great options out there and we're going to get into those. And, and if you want a meatless burger, but you're not sure where to start, you can use this, uh, this guide here. It's our official taste test um, for your veggie patty experience. But, but first, before we get into the, the picks, let's, let's get into how we actually graded the patties because we just didn't like grab a bunch of patties and put them in alphabetical order and say okay this one this one this one like there there was actually some some qualifications that went into this and there were actually four metrics used to determine each burger's final grade the first one being nutrition of course so if you're choosing a veggie burger over a beef patty you're most likely concerned about nutrition and meatless burgers can provide a solid dose of plant-based protein in addition to fiber which aids in digestion but whether your patty is packed with a frightening amount of fat or sodium, it was a serious determining factor in the ones we chose. And then also clean ingredients. Besides being made with legumes, rice, and veggies, many patties unfortunately contain a ton of unpronounceable ingredients, chemicals, preservatives, additives that aren't found in nature. To make sure your burger is aligned with your slim down plan, we've combed through each and every ingredient list on the veggie burgers we'll be talking about today. And that's, and that's key, as we talked about yeah. before, like those early versions, like... Not great. Yeah, and not great. Not great for you, probably either. Um, then you have to load them up with cheese yeah. and top of everything to Let's mask the flavor. No, right. yeah, you want them to be flavorful to begin with. So another another uh, qualifying category here is appearance and consistency. And so, does your burger crumble apart on the grill? Does it fail to hold up to high heat? You know, does it does it actually act like a burger? You know, is it is it too chewy? Is it not chewy enough? Is it too firm, too stiff? Does it overcook easily? Aside from seriously trying to toss any superficiality to the side and focusing on taste, appearance and texture remain a pretty important metric. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, the last one is taste. When we bite into a veggie burger, we expect it to taste like what it's made of, vegetables, except more like perfectly braised, generously seasoned, and ever so slightly caramelized rather than a sad, solid version of your grandma's soup, you know, oh. or like those mushy veggie burgers like yeah. we were talking about before. So, we, you know, at the end of the day, you want it to, to taste really good. And it might not taste like a beef burger, but it should it should taste good. Yeah. Like it should be delicious of and make course. you want to eat the rest of it and, and then some more. So, believe it or not, everyone in my household is sick right now. And somehow... Uh -huh. I know it's it's that it's, time of year. It's ugly. Change of seasons. It's ugly, and somehow I have knock on wood. I have avoided uh, infection thus far, and I have no doubt that one of the factors is my regular habit of drinking Four Sigmatics Chaga Mushroom Elixir. It's one of the few products that I use that are referred to as adaptogens. They help your body deal with the stress of the moment. For example, if it's a, a big workout, let's say a long run or. Uh, a long bike ride, I'll add coffee with cordyceps and lion's mane from Four Sigmatic uh, into the mix for, for a boost in the morning, a quick pick-me-up without the acidic stomach burn burning feeling that a cup of coffee can have. If it's the late afternoon or the early evening and I've had a long day, I've actually started to add the reishi 
mushroom elixir. It might be reishi. I may be pronouncing that wrong. Um, the, the reishi mu mushroom elixir to help wind down and de-stress. You see, all, all of Four Sigmatic's super tasty mushroom coffees and elixirs are easy to use. They come in single-serve packets. You just add some hot water and you can easily get a dose of powerful antioxidants and immune-boosting properties that can help power you through your day no matter what the situation may be. And right now, when you head to foursigmatic.com slash eat this, you'll get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website. But you have to use our special URL, foursigmatic.com slash eat this. That's spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash eat this. Okay. Hi, this is Jim Miller. Available now, Origins, Chapter 5, Sex in the City, Present at Creation. Featuring Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis, Cynthia Nixon, Chris Noth, and others from the seminal series, now marking its 20th anniversary. The first day of production of the series, I walked a couple blocks to the set, and I never looked back. We're going to throw a spotlight on the show's earliest days in an effort to understand how it all got started and some of the craziness from there. Sometimes women are having sex that's really horrible and that they don't even want to be having. You know, it was a shock to the system and a lot of the critics were just like, what the heck is this? I mean, the whole Mr. Big thing has got real legs to it, <laughs> for better or worse. Join us for Origins Deep Dive into Sex in the City, the story behind the show that revolutionized the adult sitcom and reimagined the eternal search for lust and, of course, love. They were like, let's just make a show. If we all are happy, we'll do more. Get it now on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, or wherever you get your shows. Now, we're going to dive into the, the top five uh, for our purposes here. Top five veggie burgers as rated by, by the team at Eat This, Not That. If you go to eatthis.com, you'll see the full, um, the full list. They're, I think they rank 10 top to bottom, but let's be honest, like 10 through 6... Yeah, we're going one you through don't want five. To go. yeah. this, this top, this top five. This is this top five podcast right here. <laughs> um, so, so let's let's get going with the top five. These are the patties that that you know earn a spot on your toasted sesame seed bun this weekend um, or during the week if if you're cooking up burgers this week. Yeah, and you should definitely try these. So, yeah. coming in at number five is Dr. Prager's All American Veggie Burger. This burger packs in pea protein, black beans, carrots, sweet potato, and butternut squash, some of my favorite ingredients, and it's seasoned with roasted garlic, onion powder, and sea salt. And the team really liked the burger's hearty and somewhat dense texture, and although it didn't pack in too many spices or robust flavoring, it proved to be a really great neutral base for toppings. Mm -hmm. And that's great, that's great because, yeah. you know, everyone builds their burger individually, mm -hmm. right? Like I like mustard and ketchup. Uh, my wife, Natalie, just likes ketchup. We both like lettuce, tomato. The cheese may differ. Um, you know, mayonnaise, some, some people go mayonnaise, some people go with like a chipotle sauce, spice it up. If you have a, a, a neutral enough base, that's not flavorless, but, but neutral enough, you can kind of go whatever direction you want there. So that's, that's a good option to have. That is a good option. Coming in at number four is the Impossible Foods Impossible Burger, See? which we touched on yeah. earlier. Number four. Number four. Um, its base is made of wheat protein, coconut oil, potato protein, and heme iron. Is, and that's what we crave and what gives this burger its meaty taste and aroma. It's what meat lovers crave when they're, you know, hangering for a burger. When you bite into it, it has somewhat of a soft, mushy mouthfeel that resembles ground meat to a, to a point. Mm -hmm. And the team's favorite part was the outer crust. So when they cooked the burger, when we tried these, it crisped up really nicely on the right, outside. A little char. 
little char. You need it's a little like texture right. play there. So it wasn't like all mush. Nice. And number three, Hillary's Adzuki. Adzuki? Is that? Adzuki. Sounds fun. Adzuki. It's an Adzuki bean burger. <laughs> um, the most abundant ingredients include cooked in organic whole grain millet. Adzuki beans, of course, and whole grain, whole grain quinoa, as well as organic coconut oil, onion, and sweet potatoes. And what the team liked here is that you can see the whole foods in this burger, mostly the quinoa and the cubed sweet potatoes. And this burger actually came with a kick, so it didn't kind of have that neutral flavor that we were talking about earlier. Um, mostly coming from chilies, cumin, lime, and apple cider vinegar. It's definitely uh, more going on here than a typical bean burger. Which Sounds is, good. Which yeah. is kind of a good thing, right? Yeah, like, definitely. Nobody wants a plain old bland bean burger. No, we need like, an adzuki. We want you, Spice it up. Some adzuki. You want a bean burger with some character, some personality. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Amy's makes a, a veggie burger. I didn't mm -hmm. know this. I'm a big Amy's fan. So they have a lightened sodium California veggie burger that's packed with organic ingredients such as mushrooms, onions, bulgur, celery, carrots, oats, and walnuts. And um, it was fairly small in size and smelled like truffle fries, which is an interesting observation that the team had. The first impression was mushrooms came through right mm -hmm. away and cooked bulgur grains and crunchy walnuts dominated the texture but walnuts. it's number two for a reason yeah walnuts Not which something is interesting you expect in a burger no but i kind of right? like That's it right, a little texture a little protein um and it was really comforting almost like a bowl of mushroom risotto so definitely number two on our list for a reason check it out amy's light and sodium california veggie burger and number one, and this was no surprise to me, this is actually my personal favorite. Uh, it's constantly stocked in, in my refrigerator at home. I actually have gotten Natalie on board with, with this as well. The number one best veggie burger, judged by the team at Eat This, Not That, dun, is, dun, 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 <laughs> drum roll, is the Beyond Meat Beyond Burger. Now, this burger is comprised of non-GMO ingredients, such as pea protein, isolate, canola oil, and coconut oil. In its packaging, the, the Beyond Burger actually looks like a regular beef burger, right? It comes in side by side in the mm -hmm. packaging. And this is one of those items where you're not going to find it in the freezer. They might be in the freezer section, but at my store, they don't have it in the freezer section. It's actually it in the meat section, right? In the, in yeah. the meat section or where the vegetarian products are, like at the end of the dairy aisle, but which is down near the meat section there as well. And it looks like, you know, if you buy a package of two beef patties, it kind of has that packaging. So right off the jump, it kind of... It lessens the the shock or the impact if you're making this your first foray foray into eating a, a veggie burger. Um, also, you know, flipping it over when you take it out of the package, it reveals an eerily pink fleshy patty that was in dire need of a direct flame, right? So again, it kind of continues that beef feeling, that, that burger patty feeling. It holds together really well, which is what I like about it. It doesn't break up easily. It Did you do these on the grill actually when you had them? So I haven't had them on the grill okay. yet because I just cleaned the grill. Okay, uh, so yeah. I've only done them on the on the stove top. Uh, but what's nice is is that they do get that char on the outside. You do get that kind of nice, yeah. char crust, that, that crispy outside. And then, and then it stays... Uh, soft and juicy inside and it kind of has that you know like the impossible burger they they have the ingredients they, they actually use like a beet um a beet juice in order to kind of mm. create that that you know bleeding kind of uh vibe for the, for the veggie burger um but and again you got to be careful with these because and with any of these you don't want to overcook them because then you just become a little too firm mm -hmm. so my timing is three minutes per side 
on a medium heat on a stovetop. And then, you know, boom, on the bun with whatever favorite toppings and, and condiments you have. And it's delicious. And it's, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a neutral flavor. I wouldn't say it's, it's too forward a flavor either. It's, it's just enough. It probably tastes, you know, it probably tastes more like a chicken burger, like okay, a ground yeah. chicken mm-hmm. burger than it does a, an actual beef burger, uh, which is fine by me. Yeah. Um, have the boys tried it? The boys have not tried it yet. That's the, that's the next step though. I think I could get Ben in on this. Um, what if you don't tell them? You can almost trick them. Uh, no, they, they smell it a mile away. I'd put it, I'd put it down, and he would look at it, and they'd be like, Dylan, especially the five year old, would just be, he would like throw it on the floor. He'd be like, What is this? Oh no, this is not. This is not. I'm calling foul. Like this is an imposter. Uh, you can't slide much by him. He's he's a little too finicky. Now Ben, if I but if I told Ben, hey. If Ben saw me eating it, he'd say, I want to try it. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing with Dylan too, right? Like I could be eating something or, or Natalie will be eating something. And Dylan will walk up and try anything we're eating. If we try and give it to him on his plate, no. Yeah. He wants what you guys yeah. have, of course. It's like, but this is what we have. Like just eat it. Yeah. So anyway, that's the verdict. So whether you're a proud carnivore, devout vegetarian, or a newbie vegan on the verge of caving, you've got to try this bad boy on the grill, which, which I will do very soon. Uh, the Beyond Burger is beyond juicy, meaty, and almost exact replica of a poultry patty. While it looks, cooks, and even bleeds like a beef burger, chalk that illusion up to the beet juice, as I mentioned before. It also packs in more than double the amount of iron and nearly half the saturated fat that an 80% lean beef burger. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive, right? yeah. And that's what's great about this. It's like really, it's really filling. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, it's not, you don't, you feel like you've eaten a meal and that's really key. Um, so there you have it. If you haven't jumped on the veggie burger bandwagon yet, now is your chance. It's the perfect time to do it because you have great options. Like we just talked about here. Uh, you know exactly what ones to grab and stock into yours in your cart this weekend. So what are you waiting for? I hope you're enjoying the podcast and you like it enough to leave us a rating and maybe even share it with some of your friends that may also love getting a healthy dose on the best ways to navigate the hundreds of food decisions each and every day. Also, for even more of an insider scoop, be sure to check out eatthis.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at eatthisnotthat. And now you can even subscribe to our fancy new Eat This Not That magazine. Just go to the subscribe button on our homepage to find out more. More importantly, Let us know what food choices are on your mind. We'll tackle them here for you so you can be confident that you are making the right choice every time. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me, John Hammond, Megan Murphy, and a bunch of experts and guests that will help you eat this, not that.